0: Welcome to Kamara's Place. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, night, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. Come on in, make yourself comfortable because today, or today, as I should say, we are going to be finishing up our Rally and Tally Reflection Series. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking about Rally and Tally Day 3 and 4 the final days of the trip, and just basically going over my experience um, and all of the things that were notable within it. Um, Without further ado, let's go ahead and start listening. Alrighty, so if you haven't listened to the podcast before, in the first podcast of this series, I talked about my um, experience attending Rally and Tally. I talked about the first and the second day. Today, we're going to be talking about the third and the fourth day um, of this trip. It was a four-day trip. It was really... um, it was really enjoyable. And so I'm just going to follow the notes of what I wrote um on each day just to give myself um, quick pointers on things that I wanted to share. Namely, I was writing this list so that I could have talking points to talk to my best friend when I got back home because, girl, I got words. Um... And y'all gonna get the more, como se dice, um, appropriate for the web version <laughs> of my reflection, but pretty much you're getting everything the same. I just have a couple of things that I'm gonna share with, um, with Hannah later on, but anyways, I took some notes, girl, because I didn't want to forget because this was an experience that I don't want to forget, but anyways, we're gonna go ahead and get us started. So, day three was Wednesday, right? It was an early morning, an early morning we i woke up at like five ish because we had to be at the Capitol at like eight ish um so basically we were in tallahassee we went to the Capitol, and it was exciting it was very beautiful there's so many things that i have to say but i'm just gonna follow so the first thing that i wrote in my notes is that i hated I hated the elevators. And the reason why I hated the elevators because they were extremely too fast. It felt as if you were on a roller coaster. What the elevators felt like, just to give you an idea, it felt like when you get on the elevator you push the letter that you want to go and i'll explain that later but it felt like once you get on the elevator it feels like your soul is getting snatched out your body in three seconds and then it feels like it's getting stuffed back down like punched and stuffed back down that's what it feels like and i had to do that so many times throughout the day because i was running up to the 13th floor but then down to the 11th floor then down to the third floor then back up to the fourth floor we was going all over the place meeting with these different legislators and i'm just like Every single time I got off the elevator, I felt sick. I felt motion sickness. I felt uneven. I felt like gravity was literally like being tampered with at that second. And I just did not like it. I hate to go on a rant about it, but girl, I was not here for them elevators. It really didn't make me hate elevators as a whole. And I've never particularly been afraid of elevators. But after this trip, the Capitol elevators in combined with the hotel elevator, which one of them had cardboard duct tape to the flow and I'm like if I step on this will I fall through like what's going on it was just giving it was giving como city saying, I'm scared to get on this elevator because I don't know if I'm gonna come out and it was many times when I would push the button at the hotel and I would pray for the other one to open up and then that raggedy old elevator would open up and I would be forced to get in there because the other one would not come down <sighs> elevators i did not like them and here's the new thing about it too so in the capitol specifically you know how normal elevators you push whether you want to go up or down and then you get into the elevator and you push what floor you want to go to when you get up in the elevators at the capitol there are no buttons to push what floor you want to go to when you get in you going wherever wherever you don't know where you're going so what you have to do is you go to the many screens that are outside in between the elevators and you press on the floor that you. Want to go to, and then it'll light up and it'll tell you what elevator you need to go to. So it'll say elevator D or elevator K, and they're like in two halls. So some may be on the other side of the hall, and it feels like almost like you're in New York and you have to hail your cab. So you have to run and make sure that you can get your taxi before it closes. And that's how it felt you have to run to your elevator that is assigned to you and before it closes and if you happen to push the wrong floor you're just stuck going to the floor that you chose until you get out and then push the right number and then run back to the other assigned elevator and get in and go where you need to go so that's just a rundown of the Capitol elevators. I was so confused at first but it was cool nonetheless, but I did not like that elevator, it went so fast, it's like, we were at the, we were at the bottom floor, we were up to the 20th floor in three seconds, kid you not, like, it's just that fast, 10 seconds, (sighs) okay, (laughs) I, I'm so sorry, but that was a big deal for me. I was eating and like, it was shaking because I guess we were like up under the elevators. It was shaking. I just felt so sick. Anyways, I'm done with the elevator um, conversation. So the next thing that I had on my list is that I spoke with some aides and I spoke with some senators. Well, I actually spoke with a senator and I spoke with some aides and I spoke with some representatives. So Let's talk about some of the people that I spoke with. At first, when we were studying the night before, I was, like, so nervous. I'm, like, I don't know what to talk about. I don't want to look stupid. I want to know what these bills are. So my team ended up get, having a good, like, system. So basically what happened is we would go in and we would speak to either the aide, the representative, or a senator. And they would ask us, like, what are we here for? And I just naturally fell into the role of opening it up. So I just came and I was, like, um hi, we're here from Florida Southwestern State College, but we are uh, here on the behalf of the Florida college system as a whole. And basically, we just wanted to speak to you to talk about some bills that um, we are in support of, and just to give you a student view of what we think about these bills. And then from there, Zaina would talk about the first two bills, and she was like, we are in support of House Bill 0191 and, da, 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 and it talks about this and it talks about that. And the reason why we support this is X, Y, Z. So she'll talk about her two points. Then I will go in and I will talk about my two points. and I'm like, yeah, we're definitely always advocating for Florida, um, Florida college system because it gives us so many opportunities and you know, it's affordable, it's accessible, it's uh, attractive, all these beautiful things. Cool, cool, cool. And then Mitchell, he went on and he talked about his other two points and we were just flowing. And as we went, we got better and better. Our first meeting was with, um, Senator Hudson's aide and, um, It ended up being so chill, like the aide was so nice, really not intimidating at all. A lot of the aides are young, like they're straight out of college, like either interning or it's their first job working in the office. So it's a lot less intimidating talking to them because he had a big smile on his face the whole time. And then from there, we went and we talked to Representative, can't even remember his name at this point because... We spoke to many, many, many <clears throat> representatives throughout the day, or either their aides. But um, hold on a sec. So the next person that we talked to was. Oh, Representative Hawkins. So we actually got to speak to him. We were talking to his aide before we went in. His name is Andrew. Um, It was cool. We spoke to Senator Hawkins. I mean, not Senator, excuse me, Representative Hawkins. And we got done with our appointment early. And he was like, well, I have to go downstairs for um, committee. So do you want to see the chamber? And we were like, sure. So he takes us down to see the Senate chamber, excuse me, representative chamber. We go in and we see the chamber. We see, he takes us through like the back way, like where you have to go to the third floor just to go back up to the fourth floor because it's locked from the main floor. And so he's taking us through the little lounge and we see what they got sushi set up for they love, for they, um, for they menu for the day. And he's, Shows us like where the wives and children and family like sit up at the suite up top and look at all of the representatives down below, and so it's so many beautiful paintings, um, or murals in there. I forgot what the people call them, but you know what, um, frescoes, frescoes, fresca, something like that, girl. Anyways, lots of paintings on the wall, and I wanted to ask like, why was there a lot of Native American paintings, um on the wall like there was a lot of that etched into it even into like the emblem on the floor that's something that I definitely should have asked about but I didn't anyways we were talking to him he was telling us like how he sits there and how it goes and da-da-da. we got to take pictures and it was just a cool little experience to be able to sit in there where they make you know things happen and then after that we met with a couple of other aides we met with Representative Maggard's aide, super cool. We met with Representative Salzman, wonderful. Representative Tuck, he was, I was it Representative Tuck? Yeah, I think it was. Michael Johnson, yes. We spoke with him and he was like the most helpful and informative one. He was like, "We want you to come back up again. You need to talk to like getting in touch with somebody who coordinates the day so that you can get a whole day for your college to come up because you know, if you did this, you can host this, you can reach out to these representatives or these senators and, you know, create a reception for them to be able to, you know, um be in support. You could possibly have opportunities get on, you know, get on television. Maybe a broadcast. I have a newspaper written about you and your school and your support for such and such because the representatives and the senators are looking for that help. And then he was telling us about he he created a whole campaign schedule for Joe Biden and da-da-da-da. and I'm like Thank you, Michael. Like, you were really giving everything that needed to be gave, and I was taking notes, and I'm like, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know how realistic that is because we have two other um, conferences in our um, schedule this year. I don't know if the budget is going to allow for it, but thank you for the opportunity nonetheless because I think it would be cool. Um then we had a couple of more, I believe we talked to, oh, Representative Salzman, we spoke with her aide, but we did get to take a picture with her, she was very fabulous, you know, Um, her office was really cute, um, and her aide gave us constructive criticism about just making sure that we have data, Um, and yeah, then we spoke with Representative Arrington. I liked her. She was actually really sweet. She was like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna co-sponsor that bill too." And what other bill did you guys? I'm gonna co-sponsor that too. Like I'm really in agreement with that. Thank you. I'm gonna look into that. I I loved her. And then Representative Mariano, same thing. Super cute. da da. Boom boom boom. Um, it was a great day. So that was us talking to the representatives. In the senator, and it was an absolutely fun time to just be in there to hang out with them, to talk to them. Just you know, we talked about things other than the bills. They asked us about our lives. What are we into? Da, so on and so forth. And I was like, you know what? Y'all are not that bad after all. You know what I mean? Um, because they're not. They're not to a degree. To a degree. To a degree. They're not. To a degree. They're not. No, I swear they're not. <laughs> and one thing that I will say is that to a degree, it it really did help better my understanding of my political view because sometimes I like to think of myself as politically apathetic, and I don't think that that's actually true to the degree because I'm still gonna vote, girl, <laughs> and I'm gonna still have an opinion. I'm just not gonna be passionate about it. But sometimes I do have this mindset or this bias about politicians being cutthroat and you know nastily ambitious and and so on and so forth, and I have have only developed those opinions based off of media, whether it is social media or news media or literal like cinema like fabricated acting and so I feel like those three things combined, which are all made to shape perspective and views is not a great basis to to ground your beliefs in so I am very much aware of that and so I'm definitely going to challenge myself to leave it open and having this opportunity helped me to gain a better understanding and sometimes it brought me to this thought of like you don't actually know until you actually get to experience and and be in it and see what's going on and then you can actually say I know and this is what it is and this is what it's not so my stance is not to say that oh politicians are great or that politicians are horrible I'm just here to say that hmm they could be good some of them could be in here to actually make change some of them could be in here for some other reasons that we don't know why so that's what I will leave it at. But having this opportunity definitely got to see the inner workers of like, there are certain people that are here that are passionate about what they do. They actually really love politics. They love legislating. They love this situation. They like what they do. And for that, I can respect passion. I can respect interest into what you do. I don't love it, but I like, if you like it, I love it. (laughs) As somebody's old grandma would say. So that's one thing. One thing that was funny is that, the night before when we were at the conference at TCC and we had some people who were talking to us just trying to help us prep for the day that we would be meeting with the senators she was like the game that you see being played on tv is not the game that's actually being played and I was like oh girl she was going in she was basically exposing all the taste she was like this is what it is and this is what it's not she was like oh house bill 0067 or something like that or I think it was like 6007 she was like oh yeah that's not getting passed his his office is in the basement if your office in the basement you definitely don't have that much power to be passed a certain law so no it's not going to get passed you need to be a senior such and such and this and that and the third and I'm like oh my gosh like girl not you like ruining the dream so to a degree she was actually calling in on something that I think a lot of politicians like to skirt over they like to harp on this idea of like your vote matters your voice matters you know it's a, a democracy opportunity for anybody, everybody to get into. And to a degree, yes our votes do matter. It is a democracy, so there's equal um or there's not equal but there's opportunity and access for us to be able to get into these certain positions in place so that's totally true but then there's the other side as old girl was getting at there's also a whole another level of like seniority that p- comes into play of power of status of how you move in this society so yeah you have access to it but are you really gonna have the the weight to be able to move things around maybe not so to a degree it's still a little bit of like you know but that's that's the game you know so nothing to them peace to them whatever whatever but she was telling the truth there he in the basement nothing happening he gonna have to wait and keep trying to keep trying and maybe a little bit later but no and I like that she was honest but um yeah now let's see what else did we have to talk about Yeah, I said that the senators and reps and their aides were sweet. We met with, oh, okay. We we met with Representative Nixon, which was one of, she was the only black representative and or senator that I met with. I'm pretty sure there were more that other teams met with, but from my group of the people that we were assigned to amongst them, she was the only black woman that we had the opportunity to meet with, and when we got to her, where her office was located, it was just a whole nother different atmosphere. And I whispered to Zayn, I was like, "We're here with the black people." <laughs> and, we, and it, it was so true because like as soon as we get to where her office is located i immediately see people of color her aide is black another aide was black another aide was black they was all black up in there um obviously there was white people too working in the same situation in the same center but i just loved it and when we were talking to her she was like oh yeah i'm definitely in agreement with this i'm definitely gonna support you guys on this if there's anything else that y'all want i'm definitely here to support that and oh yeah i'm definitely against that one just like y'all I'm not like I am here for this I'm and I just love her for that for just being so open and honest with us um and just the atmosphere was just immediately different like she asked us like do you have like a one pager for me um is this the only one that you have would you like for me to print this out and um she like called her aid and she was like hey, AJ come in here um and then like she was happy to take a picture with us XYZ so and so forth it was good um, we witnessed a live Capitol storming. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I, me and Hannah joke about this all the time. Oh, I'm going to storm the cap. I'm going to storm the Capitol. Um, they was not storming the Capitol. Like, you know how the people did a couple of months back, but they were definitely protesting out, which is their right. They were protesting about mask mandates or, you know, um, being forced to wear the mask, being forced to be vaccinated and so i said you know what they got to do them they got to do them so they definitely bust up in there they had their mask or well, not the mask <laughs> excuse me they opposing the mask but they had they um what do you call them though they signs up in there and they were speaking to the people and they were saying what the people were saying and they was just they was um in there so we witnessed it and we had to go through the back alleyway to get out and it was fun not a back alleyway, like, we up in the alley. It was, like, just the back way out of the office because the main entrance was whatever, whatever, however, however. Then I had another conversation with DuMarc, another conversation with Mitchell. We got to talk about some things, and it was cool. Then later on that day, we went back to TCC. We had more um, breakout sessions. Cool, cool, cool. We ate dinner there. And then after that, we ended a little bit early and we were like we want to do something afterwards so uh, the option was to either go to the mall or watch a movie or do ice skating or um go-kart and so somebody brought up go-karting and it was Wednesday and so they were having like a special where you can do like three dollars for a go-kart each for each time so um we ended up doing go-karting. It was oh my gosh, it was so fun. Especially on the last round, when I tell you, genuine like evil villain laugh came out, girl. It was like genuine like enjoyment, enthusiasm, enthusiasm that was coming out. Because basically what was happening is, I was in the front, right? And I was bypassing Hannah's texting. I was, Hannah, Hannah, please, no, stop. Okay. Anyways, so I was like, bypassing everybody like I was gearing up on people and then like I wouldn't let them go in front of me and then like I was like bullying them on the road like trying to pass them and I ended up passing up three people in a row girl like it was just so fun to like knock them out of the road like it was Fun. and then Natalie was riding with me and she was like <laughs> shaking because also our go-kart was rattling it felt like the wheels would fall off it at any moment it was just like the thrill of it all that I was just so here for and then after that um yeah then we oh <sighs> then after we left um go-karting we ended up going to McDonald's to get something to eat and we are a large group. So we have, so it would just, it's easier to go in when there's so many different people ordering. It's easier to go in rather than go through the drive through Mind you, it's like nine something. Um, it's like 940 or something like that. <laughs> and so usually they, This is what happens in Fort Myers, where I'm from. Even though the drive, McDonald's is open 24-7, it's only drive through, And usually they advertise that. Usually they say drive through only 24 hours. And you find out that, oh, the lobby's closed, you can't go in. I totally forgot that when we hopped out the car. Like, I didn't say that before, and I didn't bring that up. So we all got out the car going to the door thinking that we're going to be able to go in, and we find out it's locked. And so it's this guy, he's sweeping the floor, and he points to the to the door but I think he was pointing to the drive-thru but we thought he was pointing to the other entrance so Dylan ends up going up to the door and he's like talking to the guy he's like I don't want to be the d-word I don't want to be an a-hole in so many words but you know um can we come i don't know what he was saying because i i caught the tail end of the conversation but i gathered enough from the conversation to know that the guy was telling him the lobby was closed you have to go through the drive-thru and so i ended up going in and that's when i registered i was like oh yeah like i forgot to say this but like in fort Myers, where i'm from like this is normal like the lobby is usually closed and you usually go through the drive-thru and so i was just trying to like basically um like back up what the guy that was inside the worker was saying because it's true like I have experience with this being so I was going to tell him that and then I see that Dylan's pointing to the door he was like well look at the hours the hour says lobby open from 9 to 10 or lobby lobby open 24 hours or whatever and so i'm like well at this point the guy has his his como se his orders he say you can't come in what are you gonna do force him to go in storm the freaking mcdonald's and have him go in like it's not worth it so i end up just stepping in between them and i'm like it's a done deal um in my head like the conversation is no longer over we're not gonna keep trying to fight to get into the mcdonald's we can just go through the drive-thru or figure it out somehow and so I like slightly close the door so that I can close the conversation and I turn to the guy and I'm like thank you so much you know thank you you know have a good night whatever whatever and we go back to the car and then Dylan's going out he's like I hate that lazy blank you know I'll be that guy I'll talk to the manager and I'm like you're doing the most for no reason it didn't have to be that much like it is what it is it'll be what it'll be for me at least for me at least I get it it's unfortunate it's inconvenient but at the same time it's never that serious And so, and also it's just like the air, you know, I have this tendency of like, maybe it was coming from somebody else. I wouldn't have reacted the same way, but because of like the way that it looks because of the, the climate, I was just not here for it because I hate to say this, but this is what it is. It is what it is. And this is nothing on Dylan. This is all on my internal conditioning because that worker was a young black male, not to say anything about anything would pop up, but just because my inclination is always to gravitate towards protecting and respecting my people. And I'm like, I don't feel like he deserved to be like, be como se dice, getting like I don't know like pressured for doing his job especially because I have foreknowledge on the fact that this is a normal thing like it's not like a one-off thing of like oh he just chose to want to close down early he doesn't want to let us in like I know that this is a thing. So I'm like, I'm going to be like, stand up for him. And even if he wasn't black, I would do it for anybody else because it's not necessary. That's just me. I'm not going to do the most. If they said no, they said no. You know what I mean? But then also because of like, I don't know, the vibe that um dealing was giving off of just like, calm down. So that's what I was just like, even more like, we're not going to have this. Um, We're going to go ahead and go ahead. So we end up me and my van. We end up going through the drive-through, and there's a large order. So again, I have learned this from my mom because she's always so nice to people in drive-throughs, workers, you know, public server, public service people, waitresses. Fast food workers, she's always very, very nice to them because when my sister's first job was working at Burger King, while she didn't work there very long, she worked there and she told my mom about how it feels and how hard it is and da 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 da. And so my mom always has sympathy, especially for young people, but people in general working in places like that because it can be very stressful. And so based off of you know what I've seen my mom modeled for me I instantly get into that mode of like being more compassionate and considerate of people even when they don't be doing exactly what they need to do obviously still being assertive and advocating for what I need and for what I want but not being rude and nasty about it that's my thing I (laughs) hit I hate it with all of my heart. That's one thing that I'm not going to, like, settle for. You know what I mean? I don't care who it is, what it is, what they doing, how they doing it. You're not going to be rude and nasty. It's just not going to happen. Not in my present. For no reason. Because it doesn't need to happen. Like, it's, it's McDonald's at the end of the day. Like, we're not going to fight over McDonald's. It's just not going to happen in my presence. So, I was being considerate of the people. Because while, yes, they could possibly have better customer service. Cool, cool, cool. It's also us late at night coming in with a large order. And no, that doesn't excuse people from having nasty attitudes. Not saying that the people at the McDonald's that we were going to had a nasty attitude. They weren't perky, I can tell you that much. But they also weren't necessarily rude either. They were just tired workers at the end of the day. What you want, we gonna get in and out. But anyways, I wanted to be the one to break whatever that was down with kindness if you're tired and exhausted cool 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 I may understand that may explain why you're not as you know alert when interacting with me and like you know really here that's cool I'm gonna break that down by being like hey listen you know how can I help you let me read it back to you just to make sure that we got it right she read it back to me she was like let me read it back to you so that I can make sure that it got it right she's going through it and I found a type I was like no 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 wait a second um actually it was a caramel it was a small caramel frappe and she was like okay you didn't add it on there and I'm like okay that was a little bit of attitude but that's fine because I'm gonna break it down with kindness I'm gonna say and I thank you for being so patient with us I really appreciate that because that instantly breaks people down whenever they're going through a bad day whenever they're feeling like cranky whatever however if I meet you with fire we're just creating a bigger fire if I meet you with kindness because I don't got nothing to be upset with so you're not gonna make me upset like over McDonald's again like I have that energy to pour into you on that situation we get to the window, everybody is tired, both sides are tired, and that's how things get to get fueled. When you're tired or both sides are agitated, it just becomes this constant feeding back into each other, this cycle where, like, where does it end, where does it start? So you have to be the one to be different and break the break the chain. So anyways, we asked for the bag. Apparently, they didn't hear because they didn't respond. So just, you have to ask in. Um, I was, I ask for a bag could I have a bag please you know two extra bags and make sure that we got the sauces in there I thank you so much just be nice also this is another thing you don't want to be nasty and rude to people that are dealing with your food because you don't know what they're gonna do with your food girl so calm down <laughs> that's another thing that I keep in mind we're working with people who working with my food we gonna have to get somewhere with it like be assertive but at the same time don't be nasty because you don't know what they're gonna do to your food girl um But at the end of the day, it was nothing on anybody. Everybody in our van was relatively okay. They weren't overly polite, but they also weren't rude. It was just, again, neutral. And that's the same thing for the workers. And I just wanted to add more to that atmosphere and neutralize it enough or even more and perhaps bring it to a more perky side and that's what I did and I felt like the lady at the window she definitely did meet me a little bit halfway because she said you're welcome and I put Oreo in it and on top of it and she gave us she said the sauce is already in there they mess up the order I said okay look at this this was a good time and I didn't make a big deal out of it I just had to break into Kamari mode real real fast and get things done because it wasn't it just wasn't gonna happen in my in my city say presence that's just one thing about it and I'm very proud of myself I didn't know I knew it was in me obviously but I don't get I don't have that activate a lot so for it to activate it was like mm, you know what I mean like it was it was nice to know that it was there <sighs> Um, let's talk about some lessons that I learned about about myself. No, let's talk about Thursday. So that was Wednesday. Cool, cool, cool. Thursday, we left on Thursday, which was today. But in the morning time, we woke up and we took a tour at FSU what i have to say about fsu it's a beautiful campus it reminds me of ut except bigger it's beautiful it's beautiful the one thing that i did not like about it was all those little hills that they have but it's beautiful to look at and it, it actually made me realize how much i actually like um architecture that is like more natural with brick and like the the scenery of it and how natural it was but all of the different trees and Tallahassee in general is really pretty in the sense of like there's actually like fall happening there and it especially in the area that we were at like the tree and like they actually maintain nature pretty much well like when you're going you see like you see a lot of greenery everywhere. Like the trees, so many different beautiful trees, different types of trees. They're all nicely manicured and like draping over and it just looks so beautiful. And like, <sighs> Aspiring, So that's what I have to say about FSU. They have a theater, cool. They have a bowling alley, even better. They, It's just a nice little place to go. I could see myself going there. Um, I also like the programs that they have, especially for graduate school, where you can do either a dual or a joint graduate degree plan, which I like because I definitely want to do marriage and family therapy. But at the same time, I also kind of want to have credentials to do school counseling. And so if I can't do school counseling under a marriage and family degree I would like to have the congestionals to be able to also have that flexibility to do school counseling anyways without further ado let's talk about some of the lessons that I learned about myself there's only two things that came to mind um that I wrote down the first one is that I had to learn how to be by myself and this is something that I'm not really used to um but at the same time I I am kind of used to it because I have always found myself in these situations especially when it's in like forced proximity because what happens is normally the way that my schedule and life is set up I'm able to go to these public institutions namely school or namely these extracurricular activities i'm able to interact and hang out and not really have to form the connections that um have to be long lasting and have longevity to it i'm able to do that and then go home and connect with people who i actually am deeply connected to namely my best friend and my family that's not something that i can do fully when i am in fa- proximity with certain people where either I'm going on a trip with them or we're hanging out together doing something maybe related to what we are have in common but not fully related you know what I mean where it's not really a mission in plan I really have a hard time leaning on something to fall back on because I don't actually have stable substantial relationships with people. So what I'm trying to get at in a certain sense is that on this trip everybody pretty much had their pairs, right? Especially between like the girl van, like Jetsy Mae and Natalie are close because they go to school together. They're actually friends. Um the same thing with Zayna and Angel. They're actually friends. You know what I mean? So you often see them together paired up and the other two together paired up. I am an associate on the other hand. So while I can get along with all of them and I really like all of them, I have no real substantial, um, nothing substantial to really rely on to glue me to them and to solidify my partnership with them. So if I am not there, it's not that big of a deal, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? And vice versa. So I had to learn to be okay when the girls would drift off, when they would want to do something different and be okay with being like, it's okay to be alone. Let me just go get breakfast by myself. It's okay to be alone. Let me go to this session that I was actually interested in going. Let me do that by myself. It's okay to be alone. I don't have to talk to someone or be included into the conversation every single time Let me be by myself. And I had to be okay with that. And sometimes I'm finding myself want to attach. But there's really nothing to attach to because there's no no substance there to the fullest. Nothing developed yet. So that was something that I really had the opportunity to practice. And I dealt with it relatively well. And then the other thing is that um, I easily adopt... Not wolf mentality, but more so sheep mentality, definitely. I tend to kind of go with majority rules, majority flow. So I'm reading the room, whatever the majority wants to do, cool. Or whatever the dominant personality wants to do, oh, that sounds like a good idea, cool. And I tend to do this especially when I personally don't really have, I'm not invested in whatever it is that we're talking about, um, when I don't have a particular passion about it and that I'm not confident in that area I'm willing to kind of just go with the dominant the dominant opinion or person um instead of kind of being committed to like well I'm not confident in this area or I'm not particularly invested or well-versed but let me be interested enough to get well versed so that I can formulate my own opinion so that happened a lot where like somebody who would have a a more dominant personality they would come out with the idea they're like yeah so we can definitely do this we can go in and say this or maybe we should go upstairs and like you know find all of our room all the um locations of the people that we want to um All the senators that we're going to be meeting with, like, let's find our locations ahead of time. And so I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. And they're already a dominant personality. So that I just am willing to go with that instead of formulating my own opinion. Do I really need to do exactly what they do? No. I can choose to study. I can choose to do mock interviews or mock runs with my group. Like, I could formulate my own opinion. But because I'm not invested, I'm just willing to go with whatever is majority or dominant. So those are two things that I learned. The other thing that I learned is that um, my passion is compassion. And that's something that I'll talk about another day. I was going to talk about the speech or the keynote speaker that we had, but I'm getting tired, so I'm not going to do that today. But in another podcast, you will hear me talk about that and more about how I came to know that my passion is is compassion. And I'm getting tired, so I'm like, literally crashing right now lifetime i'm not even going to go through like the personality analysis because that's not necessary anyways um i feel like that's everything that needed to be said the ride back cool the ride back fun there's obviously things that happen but they're not like oh you just need to hear this you just need to know this um we said what we said and we meant what we said and it was a good time and I'm happy that we had we got the time to talk about it. Anyways, as always my friends, peace, positivity, productivity, prosperity and a said perspective to you and everyone you know and until next time. Bye.